Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Have you always been like this? Pretty much so. Don't kiss your husband tonight. <laughs> I opened my mouth and I went, ah. <laughs> and I showed him, I showed him to all my buddies. Because that was only proper. If you're a kid, you gotta go all the way. They wanted me to chew him, I chewed him and showed it, and I wish I had a video. All right, you ready? Let's go. From Fox 4 News in Kansas City. Are we rolling? Are we on? Hello? I'm Nick Vassos. <laughs> this is Signal Hill. Retired Major Leaguer and Royals broadcaster Rex Hudler is joining us now on Signal Hill. Rex, it's always great to see you. Bringing the energy as Nick, you always do. are you kidding? It's so fun to be in your house here. You know, this is big time. I mean, I watch you guys on the news all the time, and I'm thinking, you know, when you, you invite me to come to your house... This is fun. Well, you should consider yourself lucky. You're one of our first pod, uh, podcasting guests, Rex. You're, I know you're desperate, but look, I'm happy to share with you. <laughs> any and all questions are available. And stand right here. I'll be transparent as anything you see right through me. I'll be able to you share. You always are, and you're always positive, bringing in the energy. Uh, one thing that Royals fans need is some energy, because this season hasn't gone as um, well as they would have liked. Uh, 27 and 68 uh, by my count right now. Um, what? How do you? What do you? What do you think about this season? Rex? This is professional sports, Nick. When you're paid to win and play baseball with money, it's not amateur ball. Wins are everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. When that doesn't happen, people people get a little bit uh, wet under the collar and they get a little bit nervous, a little tight, and they're like, you know, you know what? Things aren't working out here. Nobody likes failure. Nobody likes to lose. The one thing about baseball, when you play it every day, that's why it's so hard, a round ball and a round bat, the outcome is who knows. And it's hard to win a baseball game, a big league game. Now, but we, Royals, they, they found a way, and, and, and they made it look easy. And all of your, our wonderful fans here went, wow, look at this. <laughs> this is awesome. Feel the energy. Look at the people. Look at the players. It's so fun. Doesn't always happen that way. So how do you keep your head above water when you lose? That's the key in this sport. Baseball's a 500 game. If you're 500, you're good. Yeah, that's and you know, because well, what's the old adage? You're gonna you're gonna win 60. You're gonna or was it what is it? you're gonna what is it 40 40 and 40? Is that what it is right there? You're gonna win 40, lose 40, uh, I'm not and 40 gonna be the, uh, Nick. I'm not a numbers guy, but, but I can just it, tell you. You break it into a third of a season. You're gonna win a third. You're gonna win a third of the games. You're gonna lose a third of the games. Yep. It's that other third that the manager and maybe attitude uh, can help you. You know, be 500 team. Attitude, good word. That's huge. Two things a player can control, and that's it. Really, is your hustle. Your, and your attitude. 
Okay, those two things. So you can control that. Now, how how are you wired? What's your support system like before you leave the house and come to the ballpark where where there's other guys? It's not an individual sport. It's not golf. It's not tennis where where you're 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 your own team. You're going in there with other guys. What is what are you going to bring? Are you an energy giver or are you an energy taker? There's a lot of guys that mope. And that's just the kind of people. And, and, and I've, I've only lived 57 years. I'm thankful for that. But I've learned a lot about life through the 40 years of baseball I've been in. That, that it's, it's what are you going to be like when you get to work? Or even before you get to work now. It's not just work, but, 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 but what, what do you choose to be like? And when you're around other teammates, you have to have some love for them. And you had to, you got you to take your thoughts off yourself. That's the whole thing. When you take your thoughts off yourself, like I was sharing with you earlier, you forget about how poor you are, and you're encouraging, you're building up your teammate. You're building him up to where he, he goes, wow, you're right, I can, I will, I'm gonna. Instead of, I'm not, I can't, I won't. <laughs> See what I mean? It's a choice. There it is. And you know what? The, you, you and I were chatting a little bit earlier about, about life and, and how baseballs can sort of relate to life. And you mentioned the the choice that each of us has every day of how we're going to live our lives. What kind of attitude are we going to have that day? The Royals might be 41 games under 500, but hey, I'm uh, Whit Merrifield. I'm going to come to the ballpark and I'm going to give it my best, and I might get five hits like I did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I might be Salvi, who's had a, who's been disappointed with the Royals' lack of success this year, but I'm going to keep a smile on my face. I'm going to choose to be happy. Uh, it's those choices, and, and maybe it's uh, the job of, of skipper Ned Yost to help those players keep those choices on a positive level as opposed to letting them mope around. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the field general, the skipper, the manager of the team. The biggest thing a manager can bring is communication skills, attitude. What's, what's, your, your, your players are a lot like you are. Ned, I've noticed in just my seven years here, through the peaks and the valleys – I've noticed Ned. Ned, when the, when they're in the valley, comes out more. Ned is more vibrant and bright. Although I did, I wondered about Ned. <laughs> Some people <clears throat> wouldn't describe it as vibrant and bright. No, no, no. He what, can no, get no, a little he, feisty and surly. He, oh, no, well, that's when they were winning. He was a little bit, you know. He's like, well, we're winning. You know what? I'm gonna go, I'm a little guarded. But you know, it's interesting to see uh, a manager and watch him over the course of years. Not just a you know a bounce uh, being a national broadcaster, but I'm with him all the time. And, and, and listening to him do his interviews, um, how he knows that when things are, are, are going bad, he's going to be on the positive side. He's going to be up. Because well, like I said earlier, too, when you, when you win, it's easy. Mm-hmm. When you win, well, it's easier. You, the, the vibe's good. Everybody's happy. Um, um, it's easier for your bounce as you walk. Okay, but when you're losing, that's a whole that takes that bounce away, that step away, and you know, so this is this is who you people are watching you, and they're going to find out exactly who you are when you lose. How, how can uh, I've listened to to Ned do interviews, and you know when reporters ask him about players who may not be having their best years or a pitcher who can't, you know, find the strike zone. Fre- uh, Ned is fiercely just he defends them. Uh, to the hill. I mean, as a manager should, but as a player, when your skipper goes to bat for you, and you're 41 games under under 500, I wonder how that makes a player feel when they're trying to 
you know, trying to scratch out a win in the dog days of summer. If I hear that or read that when I'm when I'm off the field and I'm I'm playing for a manager like that and he and he says good things about me, it makes me feel good. Like just like I was talking about when I go into the clubhouse and I'm a teammate, I'm going to build my 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 teammate up. It makes him feel good. So you can um, have a, a better chance of success by 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 the positive good you can you know like I said and I wanted to take a bullet for for most of my managers um because they supported me they they, they made me feel good um I remember when Joe Torrey took over when Whitey Herzog quit when I was a cardinal uh, Whitey Herzog quit uh, Red Shandies took over for a couple of weeks and then uh, until they found a manager Joe Torrey came out of the broadcast booth in Anaheim and became our, our manager. And his first day, I was in the lineup because Shandy's was playing me. I loved Red. Red put me in that lineup. And 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 uh, Joe Torrey came over and sat by me in my locker. You know, and here's the manager's first day. And, and he, outside in the locker room, he's sitting by me. And he wanted to know because I was using different different sizes of bats, baseball bats. And he knew that. And he, he wanted to see. He goes, Hud, show me what you're using. You're using a, a 31, 33-inch uh, bat. That's a small bat, Major League Standard. And then you're, you're using this 36, 34 log. It's a log. What, what, tell me what's your thought process here. And I was like, wow, to myself. There's Joe Torre. There, Ozzie Smith and all the other players are watching him sit by me. That empowered me. Joe Torrey knew that. He was a great communicator. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he was making me feel special. And I was like, wow, Joe, yeah. Joe, let me show you what, 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 what I'm doing. So it made me, the, the, the manager of the team, brand new, first day, would spend time with me. I wanted to take a bullet for him. I said, you know what? That's, that's what I'm talking about. Now, a year later, a year later, Joe Torrey. Hold on one second. What, why did you use the different size bats when you were playing, because you're right, 31-33 is a fairly light bat, but 36 is like something Babe Ruth would swing. Yeah, big trick. Why did you use the difference there? Because I found out that by experimenting with, with, with other players' bats that when you had a, that big log, I, when you faced 95 miles an hour and better, all you had to do was just do have a little short little handsy swing, and, and you would barrel it, and the ball would jump. Because the, the lumber was so good, it was so big, it was so you know the, the pitcher provided the power, but I had a big big bat, and it would it would jump further, and and I didn't have to I, I didn't have to wait very long, so I would choke up on it, and all I would do was just was just like play pepper with it, and just, and, and it would the ball would just jump. I couldn't believe it. Now the skinny, the real real thin mm-hmm. short bat I used for guys that were slop throwers, the guys that threw that we call them soft toss junk. Yeah, so I had to wait longer. So I'm gonna wait longer, and then when I waited, it was the bat was so light I would just go boom, and and I would and I would be because the big bat I couldn't do that. It was too heavy, it would slow me down. So so there's a difference in philosophy and also some physical stuff there too. Who who taught you that, or did you just do, do that through trial and error? Trial and error, long time, you know. 21 years of playing ball, I figured out some things. And, and you know, even though I got a small brain, it, 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 it just took some time. But Pedro Guerrero had a big bat, and uh, and I tried his bat, and I choked up to make it feel good because you choke up on the bat, it balances the bat out. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, I was able to have some success with it, and 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 I didn't care how big it was. I just choked up, and I used I used my hands because as a hitter, that's how you hit. You load up with your hips for power, but your hands really are going to take that bat to the ball. So I'm curious what. Joe Torrey, your skipper at the time, new skipper, what did he think about your technique, about using different size bats? He shook his head. <laughs> Just like they do a lot about me, people do. <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> but, you know, 
Nick, I can just tell you, uh, I was born with character, no doubt. But look, baseball warped my mind even more. You know, the 10 years of minor league ball really, really instilled a, a perseverance. A, uh, you know, we're going to have to laugh our way through this. So I learned how to have fun. I learned how to laugh. And laughter is important. You know, every day when you're around these ball players, they're, they're all ball players. It's not like they're, they're college graduates with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, master's degrees. Have so, you always been like this? Pretty much so. Um, I was shy my first few years in the majors. You know, I took the road in the stance that most veteran players wanted rookies to, to, to go by, and that was um, all eyes and ears, no mouth. Don't want to hear it. Okay, so believe it or not, I had no mouth at all. And I would hustle and listen and smile when they got on me, laugh. And then I waited. I waited for my time, my time. Once I got confident and become a big league ball player and I was, I was confident in who I was, then I started coming out more. Was that when they started calling you Wonder Dog? <laughs> yeah. Well, they've, they've wondered about me for years, Nick. But, but that name was brought on by Chris Berman. Uh, when I was on a couple of highlight catches, uh, he he used my nick my, I mean my, my name Rex obviously as a dog and called me Wonder Dog and and so that's where that kind of came from. And then as a Cardinal, Jack Buck and and Mike Shannon nicknamed me Head First Huddler and Hurricane Huddler <laughs> because Shannon Shannon would go when he slides into the base, there's nothing but dirt flying. He's a hurricane. <laughs> oh, it was so cool. I was so flattered by that. Mike Shannon, one of the classic broadcasters of all yeah, time. Yeah, no, I love Mike. You know, shoot, that was back in uh, 90, 91, 92. You know, then they sold my contract to the Japanese. I got to go to play in Japan. It was wow. fun. All right, so what about Bug Eater? Where did that come from? Again, why, why do all these stories are St. Louis related? <laughs> I was sitting on the bench in St. Louis like I did for most, most of my National League career because I was a role player. And, you know, and uh, something hit me in the head. felt like a peanut. <laughs> I picked up my, I, I was like that, okay, I picked up my hat, and there was this big a green bug. Uh, it was huge. It was big. And, and uh, being from California, we have insects, but nothing like they have in the Midwest. <laughs> I mean, so I was like. They're state birds sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I was like, look at that thing. And it didn't fly away. So I showed, being a kid, basically what we are, baseball players, I showed him to my teammates. I'm going, look at this thing, man. And they were all looking at it going, ooh, ooh. And then Tom Pagnazzi said, Eat it. And I went, ah, inside I'm thinking to myself, oof, I don't know if I'm mentally prepared to do that. Um, and then I started thinking again. I go, hey, all right, you pay me. How much? Give me, give me some money, I'll eat it. In the meantime, the bug sat there, and it had wings. It, couldn't, it didn't fly away. So Pagnazzi goes, 10 bucks. I said, what? Shake yourself. You're a big league ball player, man. 10 bucks? Let's go. This, you got to up the ante. He goes, all right, 100. I said, now we're talking. And I went to the next guy, 100, 100, 100. I kept going down the line. I went down the list until I got close to Whitey Herzog down, my manager, and he's looking at me, and he's going, you know, I'm going, oh, gosh. Yeah, sorry, Skip. I know we're getting beat by the Mets about, by, by about six runs right now. Sorry, I'm playing a game here. And I turned around went back the other way. I got eight guys to get 800 bucks. So the bug never flew away. I'm still holding him here. And they said, we have a stipulation. You have to chew the bug up. And I said, all right, I got a stipulation. I'm not chewing nothing till I got the cash in my hand. Let's go. So in the middle of the game, they all got up. They went in their valuable boxes because we had boxes you lock your stuff in. And, he, and they all came out. And even back then, ballplayers carried C-notes in their pocket. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars 
what? I'm like, oh my gosh. I put that cash in my pocket in my baseball uniform, and I took that bug off, and I popped him in like a sunflower seed. <laughs> and I chewed him. I chewed him, and I was waiting for that taste. And, and, and when I didn't, I didn't feel no, you know, I didn't taste anything. I, I opened my mouth and I went, ah. <laughs> and I showed him, I showed him to all my buddies. Because that was only proper. If you're a kid, you got to go all the way. They wanted me to chew him. I chewed him and showed it. And I wish I had a video. We didn't have cameras back then. We didn't have phones. Oh. I would love to have had a phone of the face. Yeah, that, that, that would be priceless. People would love that. They, the faces on my teammates was like, ah. Oh. And I sat back down. And as I waited for a bad taste, it tasted like bacon. <laughs> and I went, I chewed that bug and I swallowed him. And I'm thinking to myself, that was the easiest money you've ever made, HUD, and that was pretty good. So we didn't have, uh, uh, you know, the Google. We couldn't Google uh, June bug, but I knew it was. A, I, I thought it was a June bug. Some of the players said that because it had colors on it on its belly. <laughs> so I, I looked in the encyclopedia. That's what we did. Then we, you know, went to the. Encyclopedia. Oh yeah, you had to go to the book. Yeah. And it said, it said, considered a delicacy in many countries. And I went, ding, 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 ding. There you go. Winning. So the money was there. So anyway, we came back on the Mets and we beat them. We beat the Mets. So it became the rally bug. And the guys talked about that. And when they walked out after the game, the wives would sit outside of the locker room and they walked by Jennifer and goes, don't kiss your husband tonight. And so, and so by, the time, by the time I got out there, by the time I got out there, she goes, what did you do now? <laughs> and I said, hon, I was just having some fun, and I ate a June bug. Oh. You know? she, she, what? You didn't? I pulled the cash out, and I said, honey, look what, look what I got. She <laughs> went, whoa. She goes, That's all. I said, there you go. So, you know, the rest of the year, Nick, oh. uh, yeah, the rest of the year, anything that, that anything that flew in the dugout, anything that they found anywhere, cockroaches or anything, they were like, "Huh, here it, here it, nah, bug eater, uh, 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 not doing no cockroach." <laughs> that colorful bug that had flavor. Yeah, God, I, so there's the bug eater. I, I, you know, I guess they're serving some at uh, some ballparks around Major League Baseball now. Um, God, I want to. I want to say that San Francisco. Sa- no, no, Seattle. No, Seattle. Is that where they, they have they them? They got grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. That's right. I brought some home. You we did- just went, but we just got there. I brought. I brought a couple of couple of uh, tins home. Uh, not tins. They're little. Pla- they're in a plastic container. Cost you five bucks for a little container, and they're spicy and they're delicious. Are they I really? Are You're you a kidding? bug eater today. Absolutely, it's really <laughs> delicious. And so I, I actually sprinkle them over my salad because, you know, I mean, it just adds to some flavor. Protein, right? It's fantastic. Oh, and so there was a couple of my buddies that I brought back to Kansas City. I wanted them to sample it, and, and they, they agreed with me. They went, wow, Huds, that's pretty good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The one, the only. <laughs> Rex Hudler is with us here on Signal Hill. All right, uh, HUD here. Let's. Uh, I want to bring uh, one name to your attention here, all right? And this would be for fans who are looking towards the future. Uh, and, and, and correct me if I'm uh, mispronouncing the name here. Suli Matthias. Does that name ring a bell to you? Ooh, man. Yeah. Huh? I'm seeing, I'm seeing balls flying over the right field fence, the left field fence, the center field fence. He's got popped all fields. Um, I, I, even at the K, as big as our yard is, I see this young man developing into a power hitter, and, and right now he needs a little more seasoning, cut down on, on uh, some of his strikeouts a little mm-hmm. bit. But I'm excited, and especially to read up on him and being in the Futures game. Uh, but it's past Sunday. Seeing uh, 
He's what he's, he's got more home runs than any minor league baseball player. Highly touted. They, they yeah. talked about him, you know, being one of the top power prospects in the minor league baseball. That's exciting when you can develop a kid like that. It really is. All right, so everybody, keep your ears open for Suli Matias. We mm-hmm. hope he's up mm-hmm. here in a in a Royals uh, uniform soon. Uh, just a couple of quick hitters here. Um, Rex, how do you think the game is right now? How do you think the, the game of Major League Baseball is right now, considering how long that you've been in the game? Is it too slow? Are there too many strikeouts and home runs? Do we need to speed the game up? Do you need more base running? Do you need more steals? Is there anything that Major League Baseball can do to improve uh, America's pastime? I've, I told you how what a blessing it was to be a ball player and how, how thankful I was during that time. Now is the last 20 years of being a broadcaster – that's been awesome. And my partner, Physioc, a partner, Fizz and Ryan Lefevre, mm-hmm. I get to watch the game with them. And I'm more impressed daily with the athleticism I see. The athletes. Okay, the athletes are unbelievable. They're make, they're, and they're so young. They're so talented when they get here. And to see some of the plays they make and some of the, you know, some of these uh, – these hits and some of the plays, it amazes me. I'm like, man, look at this. This is exciting. I want to. I want to come back and watch this kid. You know, Mondesi. Mondesi's in that in that same conversation. He can run. He got range left and right. He's got a good throwing arm. He can hit from both sides of the plate for power. You can't ask for a more exciting player. Now there are some things that they'll they'll continue to work on. I think that you know some of the small balls been taken away from our game a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, the, because the interest is not in. I'm not going to waste an out to bunt. I wish this guy would hit a homer or, or, or drive him in. And so sometimes I fall, I fall entrapped to that. But I was a small ball type player, and I, and I saw the – and so did the Royals fans – saw the importance of small ball in 14 and 15 when, when, they, when they went to the, to the top of the mountain. That was how they scored their runs. They had no power. And, you know, when postseason ball comes into play, the pitching is so dominant that – it will pitch under bats and over their bats, and they can't hit homers. How are you going to win? Mm-hmm. How do you score runs? Well, the Royals, they put the ball in play. They, they just made contact. It didn't look pretty, but they would put the ball in play. And when you do that enough, your, your defense, that defense is playing behind you, they're going to fail. And when they fail, that's when the Royals capitalize. That's when you capitalize. You win. You win by pressuring defenses with your speed. Speed, athleticism, and that's what the Royals know. They're going to get back to that. Dayton, as long as Dayton Moore's here, we can trust that he's going to build a product. Again, it's not going to take as long, but they have the formula. Mm -hmm. They have the blueprint. There's no question about it. And speed and power and athleticism plays at the K, and it plays in all of Major League Baseball. So I think they'll probably eliminate some of the shifting, you know, to kind of even it out a little bit. But I'd like to see Pepper come back. That's a game that players would play before practice even started to loosen up. Choke up on the bat. You get five guys in front of you, one ball. You get all the guys with their fielding gloves, and they toss it to you. And you're only 10 feet away, so you can't hit too hard because you could hurt them. So you just kind of feather. You kind of feather your hands, and you hit it to each guy. So what am I doing? I'm having fun. My guys are catching the ball. They're laughing. And I'm learning bat control. I'm not taking a full hack. I'm not trying to hit one out of the park. No, I'm going to place it over here, place it here. I'm going to hit this one here. Oh, now the throw could be up here. I'm going to I'm going to get on top of my bat. The throw could be down below by my feet. I'm going to I'm still going to try to hit it to you. Mm-hmm. See what I'm doing? I'm having fun, but also I'm widening my strike zone. I'm not having to sit on one pitch here and hit out of the park. I'm going to put it where I want it. That is a wonderful exercise to bring back small ball 
and you can do it every day, but you got to do it every day and you get used to it. So when you get to the plate, you're like, you know what, situation here, I might, the guy's running, I'm going oh, to hit that pitch out here and I'm going to hit in the hole. There he goes to third base. <laughs> there my team has a better chance to score a run because I shortened up my swing and I did something. I love that part of the game. Uh, you know what? I just Did it make sense? Yeah. Well, I don't see the no pepper sign uh, anywhere in Major League Baseball anymore. It used to be no pepper around the around the backstops. Yeah, back. exactly. Now they eliminated it because they've eliminated the pepper. Small thing. Now, look, it's not a big thing, but small things in baseball yep. turn out to be big things. Mm-hmm. Believe it. I see it every night. I can't, I, it's one of the reasons I get so excited when I come to the ballpark. That's what my mom used to say, the little things in life. That matters. Believe that in baseball for sure, Nick. Hey, let's talk about something that's near and dear to your heart here. Uh, You and your wife, Jennifer's organization, team up for Down Syndrome. Thank you. This is uh, near and dear to your heart, and the Royals have gotten on board with this. Um, They're so good. How how thankful are you to be able to have your position where you are in our community to be able to share what this means for you? It's God sent to me. And I knew the whole the whole thing was me coming here. First of all, Royals were desperate because uh, they asked me to, for the position. They offered me the job. And and so I was talking to God before that thinking, because Jennifer had come up to me. I'd had two years off in Southern California, no job, and been hanging out in Orange County and, and being a dad for my kids' little league teams and being a dad because I was a baseball player for so long, I never had a summer. So I was so excited. She came up to me and said, Hud, I know you like not working. But you got to get a job. <laughs> now, you did pretty good as a ball player, but you didn't do that good. I'm seeing the end of the end of your money starting to run out here. So when I went, oh, too bad. I mean, I got to work. <laughs> I'm still young, and, and, and so that's when I got got on my knees. Not I, I had been on my knees talking to God, especially my kids. I my boys were young, and they loved me to tell stories at night when they would go to bed. So I would read them books, and we tell stories, and I would pray. So I started incorporating my, in my prayers, God. I need a job. And you know, baseball is about all I know. I don't really care about going on the field. I'll go back on the field. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I love broadcasting. You know that. But there's only 29 other teams out there. There's no chance I'm going to get another broadcast job unless you open the door. Lord, but do you know my heart? I'll go anywhere you want. I need a job. And so I would pray that every night with my boys. And the next thing you know, the phone rang, and it was Kevin Ulick from the Kansas City Royals. It was unbelievable. It was like a dream. He said, hey, Rex. We have a uh, we have a position here open. I said, open for what? Broadcasting. I went, what? I never played for your organization. What? Why would you call me? You have forty five ex players I know that live in the area there. And why wouldn't you ask them? You know. And and he said, you know, we wanted somebody with experience, and you had eleven years of experience with a championship with the Angels, and and Mr. Glass heard your broadcast when our games were over, and he also was a fan of yours when you played for the Cardinals, and. We're offering you the job. And I said, well, if I can't talk you out of it, I'll, I'll take it. So, so I said, all right. And, he, and so then after, after that, he, then he said, I just want to tell you, it's going to be pretty hard on you. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you never played for us. You mentioned that. And our, our fan base here is a little different. We have, we have farmers in this area. We have a lot of people who, who are used to, to certain things, and they, they, they want their own people in here. They don't want somebody from California or New York in there. But in this circumstance, we think it's going to work. And so I said, look, I've been ragged. I've been yelled at before as a player because I was not a good player, sir. Have you checked my record as a player? It wasn't that good. So I can handle it, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Whew, man, was that tough. That first year I got in here. 
It was it tough. It was tough. This city <clears throat> was know, tough on you. Yeah, and then, you know, the, the social media. Yeah. Oh, and my daughter was new here. She came here with me. She had just graduated high school. Was she She just graduated high just school? Gra- yeah. Okay. So the timing was really good for us in our, in our move. Mm-hmm. But at that particular time, I wasn't thinking about moving the family from Orange County to Kansas City. I just wanted to see what it was like. But she came with me and went to KU. Because it was either that or, 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 or Mizzou. Or K-State or one of them, mm-hmm. but, but our time ran out, and she only visited KU, so she just went ahead and went there. That was it. She goes, Dad, I'll, I'll, it looks like a good school. We'll do it. So she'd be over with me. I'm staying at the Staybridge Suites down the road in Independence by myself. Family's all gone. She's there with me, and she's reading all the social media stuff, and she's going, Oh, Dad. Oh, oh, Dad, Dad. Oh, oh, ha, ha, Dad, look at this one. And she's laughing. She's thinking it's funny. And these people are just banging me. They're, they're just ragging all over that. They're, they're, they're like, you know, bagging me. And, and so I went, oh, you know what? I, I, you know, I can't take that. I don't want to do that. I don't even want to look at that. So I laid my head down in my, in my, in my hotel room at night, and I would hear, literally, I would hear a shoo, 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 shoo. I'm going, what is that? What the heck? Those were arrows, anger arrows being shot in my direction by the, by the social media, by the haters, by all of that negativity. And I just kept my head down. And I went, whoa, man, just keep your head down, HUD, because they're after you here. So then my conversation turns uh, with God next. God, are you sure? And he, that's when he told me, shake yourself, young man. They're not going to hurt you. They're going to, those words and stuff can't hurt you. You know, I sent my son here and he didn't do one thing wrong and they killed him. They're not going to kill you, HUD. <clears throat> go to the ballpark and stand up and be the guy I called you to be. I opened this door for you. Go through it. Let's go. So I went, gosh, you're right. I'm so sorry for questioning you. I jumped out of bed this morning and I went to the ballpark and I took my, my baseball cards and I stood out in front of the, the K like a politician and I handed my cards to, to fans and said, I'm your new color commentator, Rex Hudler. Enjoy your game today. Enjoy the game. Hope you have a good time. And I totally uh, heard him say, you know, Go. I, I opened this door for you. So that's what it was. God opened up the door. The season was, was, was fantastic. I'll never forget uh, at the end of the season uh, that year, even though we were, we were under 500, we lost 92 games or 94 games. I'm not sure what we did in 12. But anyway. Yeah, 12 was under. Yeah, uh, under, under, but 90. We lost a lot of games, yeah. over 90. And, and so the last game of the season, Mr. Glass came in the broadcast booth, um, David Glass. The owner of the team, he never comes on the air ever. And he sits there and says, I think it's time that, that I allow Dayton, the resources, to go out. And it's, it's time to start. We're going to win. I see it coming. We're going to win. So the day after we lost 92 games, I'm going to, to the airport, the MCI, to fly back to Orange County. And I heard 810 and 610 talking about, wow, did you hear Mr. Glass? They were so excited. They go, did you hear him? That's our owner was saying, we're going to. We're gonna build a team here. The the resources they're gonna start paying money. We're gonna we're gonna win. And I remember when I got to, by the time I got to Orange County and home with my wife Jennifer, when she saw me pick me up at the airport, I went, honey, honey, guess what? It was a tough year, but they're gonna win. I think God's calling all of us there, not just me. What do you think? I want the whole family to come there. It's a beautiful city. You'll love it. It's amazing. The people are so nice. It's Midwest. What do you think? And she looked at me and says, I'll call the realtor. And I said, honey, thank you. And, and so I go, go to Kansas City. Go find you a place. 
get any place you want. Find a school for the kids to go. Because the boys were just graduating or just elementary school. They were leaving. So it was a good time to move them. Mm-hmm. Cade, my special boy, was moving into high school. And at that particular time, we didn't have a place to educate him. It was tough. Southern Cal didn't have the resources and they didn't have the, the facilities that they do here in Kansas City. And so when Jennifer went out there, found a home, you know, Blue Valley West area, and found a home, she found a perfect home. And, 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 she, and I said, buy it, and I never even saw it. And so the schools, the, the KU experience, the education for my daughter, Cage graduated already. He's, he's got his high school diploma. He's in the bakery. My boys are in Blue Valley West now, and we've experienced two World Series here. Amen. It's been an amazing run, how much fun it is, and it's easy getting back to your original question you asked an hour ago. It has been a huge blessing to, to have come here and for that whole thing to have happened um, to me and my family. It's been a great experience. I hope, I hope the fans have understood a little bit more about who I am and that I'm real and it's not phony and that um, I, I, I'm a passionate person, but I love people. That's the one thing that, 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 that separates me from a lot of other people is that I, I, I'm, I'm okay to reach out. If you love me, I'm going to love you twice. And this job allows that to happen because people come to the ballpark, they're happy. And those runs, I used to tell Monty, Monty, get in, get in the golf cart. Get in there. We're going out in the parking lot now because the players can't. They're inside. Playoff runs, all the fans out there tailgating. Monty, get in there because I need Monty. I need Monty. I needed somebody from the organization, and who better than Monty, the Hall of Famer, all-time Royals saver, a closer. So he would get in there along with Goldberg. Go, Goldie, get in the car. Get in. Get in. And so we, we would go around, and we would, we would love on the fans. And it was so fun. You had, to, you had a lot of work to teach the fans about who you were. I mean, that, that's, there's no doubt about it that you went through some tough times. You were talking about you know, the arrows that you were taking when you were in that hotel room with your daughter that first year. And then the next year. And then the team, you can see the team started you know, changing. This team was really building towards something. And the fans got to know you a lot more because they didn't, they didn't know if that was an act or if this was really nope. HUD. Nick, and you, it is. It's really HUD. Yeah, Nick, you said it. It's the team. It's not about me. It's the team. And the team and winning, they say in baseball, cures all in life. Winning cures all. That's right. It doesn't cure some. It cures all, including the balding redheaded broadcaster. So, look, I was just tagging along. It was not about me. It's about the product. The product sold itself. And when the product was exciting, people are excited. They come to the ballpark, and when they see me, they're going, oh, Ah, there's that guy again. (laughs) Well, you know what? He keeps bringing good news, and he keeps bringing some energy uh, to my living room every day, every night. Ah, he's not that bad. Hey, Hud, how you doing? (laughs) So little by little, winning cured all, Mm -hmm. but but now I think people understand. And you know what? It's still, you know, you can't make everybody happy. I still have people that that will write me letters, not as many as they used to be, Mm -hmm. but they'll say, hey, you know, you talk too much or whatever, and and I'll write them a letter back. I'll put my baseball card in in a card, an envelope, and I'll say, hey, my mouth has always been an issue. I'll continue to work on it. Um, Thank you for your your, uh, encouragement there, and, and I'll work on it. See you later. And I'll send them a little love back. So you can not have to like me, but you can't stop me from loving you. 
That's a country western song, isn't it? Uh, that is a country western song, and I guarantee you, you turn those fans 180 degrees when you write them back. <laughs> you sign that card. You tell them that. <clears throat> Excuse me, but yeah, that happened. So, so then I'd get a letter back from that fan, and they would and they would go, "Oh, thanks for the card. You didn't have to do that." Yeah. So that's just what I've learned uh, through my life and through my heart, my spirit is 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 to uh, love others. Regardless of how they treat you, so I'm I'm continuing to do that. You know, it's, it's not a perfect world. I have we have issues. Uh, I've been caregiven for my mom and or my mother-in-law and my father-in-law in my master bedroom for the, my seven years I've been here in Kansas City. I live in the basement of my house. I mean, I'm not suffering because it's a, we finished the basement. It's not a bad place, but <laughs> it's a nice look, basement. I missed the closet. Okay, look, <laughs> that, that's been one. So we've learned how to care give, how to how to have some empathy uh, for others, but through that and. Uh, um, my, my, my wife has been wonderful. So we're, we're real excited about being here and living here. And it's amazing that we live 13 years in Orange County with, you know, nice weather and all that stuff. But whenever I go, we go there and play the angels. I see my friends back in my old neighborhood and I can't wait to go home. I'm like, oh, guys, nice to visit, but we're, I'm going home. This is not home. Home is Kansas city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rex Hudler is our guest here. Uh, you've talked about Cade. Cade's graduated high school now. He's an angel. He's um, a blessing. There's no doubt. And uh, the special day at the K is coming up in September, right? Right. It's the last game of the season. So September 30th. We have. The last few years we've done it the last day, and that's just the way it's worked out. It's not as hot because we invite yeah. special needs families to come. Uh, you know, families, and they don't get many opportunities to go to a baseball game. Um, the whole family, because you know, some some um, kids with disabilities, it, it, it's they have some difficulties, and it's hard. I mean, there's, there's more severe than others, and so they we we allow that uh, the families to come in an atmosphere. They put the tickets out by the gate uh, by, by the. Uh, uh, left field gate out there. We have a big party. We have lunch where we're served. And a portion of those tickets goes towards Team Up for Down Syndrome, right? That's right. And then what we do is we find an organization, somebody who honors the special need community, and we let them have the Buck O'Neill seat. And then you know, all the proceeds that we make through that event, and as the Royals uh, give us tickets and half of the price of that, we give it to that organization. We honor them and we thank them like the Buck O'Neill seat does to, for every, mm -hmm. every home game. That's the one thing that separates our, our ballpark from any other park in the world. We, we love those who serve, and that's honored every single game. It's not done in any other ballpark, and I love that. So we, the, the, the Royals have, have got on board with us, and you know because we call you know, special needs special, so it's a special day at the K. And so they, they said, sure. So this is like our fourth year now we've done it with them. It's been successful. We're excited about the opportunities of, of, of sharing and loving the differences that our kids bring that have disabilities. Not just up syndrome. Okay, the world calls it down syndrome. We call it up syndrome because those, those people have life. They have energy. They have love to give. There's nothing down about them. The name Downs came from the doctor who discovered the, the extra chromosome in the 1800s. And I, we got nothing against him. But the derogatory term, as we've talked about positive and negative, to me, is, is, is it's just too derogatory. And so we call it up syndrome. But a lot of the kids, we, we celebrate all disabilities, several palsy, um, um, any kind of, any kind of uh, disability that, that anybody would have, Down syndrome, autism. We celebrate the differences that those kids have. We don't go, oh, look at you. No, no, no. We go, yeah, look at you. Aren't you something? So that's our day to celebrate. Special day at the K. Uh, what has Cade taught you? Wow, man. Um, patience, 
unconditional love, um, friendship, happiness, uh, you know, unconditional happiness, um, how easy it is, how easy he is. He's not typical. He doesn't, he doesn't drive. He, I don't have to worry about him going out, going out somewhere, drinking alcohol, doing drugs. He doesn't, you know, he's not a typical kid, typical teenager. And I got typical teenagers. And, you know, you worry about that. Every dad does. Mm-hmm. Or every, every parent's like, oh, you know. I never knew when we had him 21 years ago that we were going to get a free pass with all the benefits a free pass, meaning not have to worry about the stress of not, you know, the, the, what, what you do with your typical kids, mm-hmm. but the benefits that came with him that he taught us love, a lot of life's lessons, and we didn't realize that. And so now we're, at first we were guarded, now we are unguarded and, and, and just happy to share him, and that's what, that's what we do. We share him with others and, and, and other people in our neighborhood. Up syndrome. I love that. Yeah. That is and great. And why not? I mean, that's, that's what they do. So one of these days we'll... When God puts that on my heart, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll start trying to change that name, and maybe we'll maybe we can be successful. Well, I and, like it. I, I love and that. I think term. there's not going to be too many people that's going to argue with us. Special day at the K's coming up on September 30th. Royals take on the Cleveland Indians 2:15, and again, a portion of the proceeds will go to Team Up for Down Syndrome. If you'd like to go to the game, you can contact Zach Plummer at 816-504-4172. You can reach Zach Plummer at the Royals via email. I'm sure you could probably just call the Royals and ask for Zach Plummer, and he'd be able to get you. That's right. And also, you know, you have to ask for special day tickets because they have a certain amount of those that they give us, and they they sell those, and those are the ones that are are, uh, earmarked for us. And then we go ahead and in turn honor uh, Possibilities is who we're doing this year. Okay. Possibilities is is an organization in Olathe that uh, makes um, um, dog treats. Special needs kids, um, they come together. Well, not kids, but they're adults. They make these dog treats, and it's a business. And these kids get paid. It's a, it's a, it's a. You know, these 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 young people are are, are tax paying citizens, and we honor um, these uh, people who who run this organization. So that's what we'll be doing. Wow, that is really cool, Rex. I can't thank you enough uh, for visiting with us today. I enjoy all of our visits when you come by the station it's really you're really insightful <laughs> a lot of fun Nick, you know you never know where it's gonna go no um, and i bounce i bounce there's no doubt but and we what? always go long when you're when you're with us oh you, know you I- can count on that <laughs> for sure you gotta you gotta mute me you gotta say we're enough enough but jennifer was happy to get me out of the house this morning so she could sleep in because i i get out of bed with an agenda she's like no leave me alone let me sleep so thank you uh and i appreciate the opportunity to let me share my life the one and only Rex Hudler. Well, there he is, Bug Eater, Wonder Dog, Uncle Hud, Rex Hudler. That guy is always fun to talk to. I love the bug eating story, stories about life, attitude, and baseball. He's come a long way here in Kansas City. Great to catch up with Rex Hudler. Go to fox4kc.com and click on the podcast tab to subscribe to Signal Hill. We are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And be sure to check our website for new episodes. Thanks for being here. I'm Nick Vassos, and thanks for listening to Signal Hill.